I, when I was on vacation, um, I was alone for five days and I was like really self-conscious about it because I'm sure all these people were like, what's a 24-year-old or like young woman yeah. doing in Italy by herself? And I was, and it occurred to me, I was like, if somebody asked me, I could just make up an answer. I don't have to answer honestly that like I just wanted some time alone before I saw my family and who I was meeting in Palermo. So I was like, oh my God, I could be like, I am a writer and I'm here for inspiration. And my mom and Michael and I were coming up with these hilarious scenarios and I was like, like I'm running away from an ex-boyfriend like Ooh, <laughs> all of the drama but I was like when you are alone you do not have to be like honest about the reason that you are alone you can make up whatever you want and no one will call you on it because no one would be like I think you're lying <laughs> no one's gonna check on you like right I did not have to be honest and that was a very freeing feeling for me Alrighty, Rudy. Welcome back to You Know What I've Been Wondering. I'm Sarah. I'm Rudy. Just kidding. I'm Jane. <laughs> Did I say that phrase right? It's something like Alrighty, Rudy. I don't know. I've never Rudy. heard it before. You've never, you never had like an, a dad say that to you? I feel like no. that's such a dad phrase. Alrighty, Rudy. Um, yes, we are back together in the same room. We're sitting at our kitchen table together, together for the first time in like three months since we recorded at our table. Oh, since we recorded at the table. Yeah, yeah. I guess. That's crazy. Um, I'm really happy to not be dealing with Skype anymore to record yeah. these videos. Because for some reason, Skype would export the whole video. It had audio. And then when I tried to convert the video into audio, it would only do the first hour. And I was getting furious. Like, I would be yelling at my computer. Mm. I don't know what that's about, but... It was so aggravating. So I'm happy that we're, for many reasons, I'm happy we're back together at the table. But that's <laughs> one of them. That's one of them. I could care less if you're here or not, but the tech issues, <laughs> thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Like we didn't have tech issues setting up tonight. We have tech issues every time. I'm not a sound technician. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants here. Do you know why I say the phrase thrilled to bits? I figured it out. Why? Because on Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, when you, like, give a potion to your Pokemon to save it in battle, it'll say, so-and-so is thrilled to bits. And that's where <laughs> I picked it up from. I noticed it because I was playing, and I was playing with, I was in a battle, and I was my Charizard, he's my favorite, love yeah. Charizard, and I, um, well, Charmander's my favorite, but he, he's evolved into Charizard, and I gave him a potion to heal him. It said, my Charizard's name is Tozer after Richie Tozer. It said, Tozer is thrilled to bits. And I was like, oh my God, that's where I got it from. I picked it up from Let's Go Pikachu. Mm -hmm. So we all learned something. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, welcome back to New York. I'm excited. I'm like nervous, but excited for my, to start my new school. I think you're going to be really great. It's going to be good. I'm excited. How are you? Are you jet lagged? No, honestly, I feel okay. I'm, I'm lucky that I don't get terrible jet lag. I got really bad jet lag on the way there for the first uh. time ever. I, I didn't sleep at all on the plane over. I went to Sicily, so I flew, you know, six-hour time difference. Um, and I on the way there, I didn't sleep at all. I got maybe two hours of sleep on the flight there. So I got to my hotel at, like, 2, 2.30, um, and I took a shower. And at 3.30, I was like, okay, I'll take a nap. And I made a dinner reservation for seven for 7.30, or for 8. I made a dinner reservation for 8. 
I went to bed at 3.30 to take a nap. And I woke up at 7.30 because I set an alarm just in case. Mm-hmm. So I slept from 3.30 to 7.30 that first day. And then I went to dinner. I got out of dinner and I was in bed by 11. And I went to sleep and I woke up at 11.30 the next day. So I slept 16 hours in my first 24 hours in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you needed rest, I guess. I did, mm-hmm. I did, because I landed at 11 a.m. So it was it was crazy. Coming back, though, I got a lot. And I got a good night's sleep last night. So I feel okay um i had a wonderful vacation um it was very very nice very relaxing after a very stressful summer um so that mm-hmm. was really, it's funny because like I, seeing people at work today they were like oh my god how was your summer and i was like actually my summer like wasn't that great i just had a really good vacation to end it which is always <laughs> nice but yeah i had fun thank you mom and michael for chauffeuring me around sicily the last five days that was very nice and they're still there still enjoying their vacation so i hope they're having fun without me um, but it was good. My vacation was very nice. I'm very tan, which is... You are. This morning you were talking to me and I was like sitting in my room in my like nightgown looking like I had just woken up and I was like, <laughs> this tan goddess is standing before me. She's I never glowing. remember myself as a goddess. But this is definitely the tannest I've been in a long time. I used to get so tan when I was like a little kid. Like uh-huh. that picture I showed you earlier, I was like, who's that little tan child? Yeah. I got super tan. I was convinced, I went to Hawaii when I was in fourth grade, and I was convinced that I went to Hawaii and I got tan, and like I was just tanner after that, <laughs> like forever. <laughs> I was never pale. I went to Hawaii once, thanks. But like, I just was, I felt like I was tan from that for so, because we were there for almost two weeks. Yeah. And I remember coming back, we were in the middle of the winter, so <laughs> I came back and I was so tan, and everyone else was so pale. And I felt just tanner than everybody, but I think I just had pale friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you asked me about Larry Stylinson. I did. Now, I assume you know what that is. I, I, yes. Me, Sarah, knows what that is. Why don't you explain to okay. the listeners? Well, Larry Silenson is a ship slash conspiracy theory. Love this. Uh, from some, I don't want to say they're all One Direction fans, but I assume an overwhelming majority of them are One it Direction fans. It would be weird fans. if you invested so much time into this and you weren't a One Direction yeah. fan. <laughs> I'd well, wager to say that. Probably like... All Larrys are One Direction fans, but, but not, not all, all One Direction, Direction fans, fans are Larrys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, I don't know if all Larrys are One Direction fans, but I feel like 99% of them are. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the conspiracy theory is basically that Larry... No, no. <laughs> I'm going to make that mistake a lot. That's fine. That Harry Styles yes. and Louis Tomlinson are secretly in love but which they are <laughs> but their management company doesn't want them to be out so they have told them to keep oh, it a secret i didn't know about that aspect of it that's what mm-hmm. is believed okay <laughs> okay okay it's right. recently become more of a topic of conversation in the mainstream mm-hmm. because do you watch the television show euphoria no, but I've heard it's wacky, and I do want to watch it. <laughs> I also want to watch it because I love Zendaya. But love her. In one episode of Euphoria, a character uh, is a fan fiction writer, uh huh, and has written a fan fiction about Larry Stylinson. Okay, yes, and there's I've a very graphic cartoon. Yes, I heard about this. I heard about between this. the two of them, which Louis Tomlinson tweeted because someone tweeted. 
if they were that they were wondering whether or not they got permission from right the two and Louis Tomlinson tweeted, I can categorically say that I was not contacted nor did I approve it. Okay, so yes, I did he's hear not that, thrilled. Yes, I did hear that there was something having to do with them and that they weren't happy about it. So, <laughs> an overwhelming majority of the evidence mm-hmm. for the existence of Larry Silenson is crazy amounts of YouTube videos. Yes, in which. Literally, the two of them are talking normally or, like, they're in a group in an interview, but people will, like, slow down a moment where Harry looks at Louie or, or, like, someone will be like, yeah, I'm single, and they'll, like, zoom in and play sad music to the other one. (laughs) And I feel like a lot of it is heavily edited, so, like, it's not total concrete proof to me. The two of them are very close friends and have right. been very open about how they're very fond of each other. Right. But I think that could just be the two of them being affectionate and, yeah, like, good Yeah, I think friends. this says a lot about how, like, how as soon as women are affectionate with mm-hmm. each other all of the time. Like, yes. constantly. I'm very, I, I'm very affectionate with all my female friends. But male friends are never affectionate because of, like, toxic masculinity. Yeah. So the second the two men are affectionate toward each other, it means that they're in love. As opposed to, like, no, we're just letting them show affection because that's yeah. healthy. And Harry Styles, I feel like, has been very open about being, like, I'm not going to subscribe to toxic masculinity. So I feel yeah. like that's, like, a part of his whole yeah. thing. This, did this, like, really blow up when Harry came out as bi? No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it blew up way before then. I know, but like, were people like, <laughs> like people, this is our moment? Like, proof? Were people like proof? <laughs> well, did he officially come out as bi, or is it just that one lyric in his song? And he is an, I, like a no very idea. open ally. I have no idea because he puts the pride flag at a lot of his. He like will put the pride flag on his mic stand at a lot of his concerts. I love him, and I really do. Um, in one of his songs. That he didn't even record an album for, but, like, he sang at a concert and someone recorded it on their phone. Or, like, there mm-hmm. was, like, one lyric who goes, the boys and the girls, I mess around with them. Or something like that. So, like, people mm-hmm. were like, that's him coming out. Gotcha. And he hasn't really denied it. Okay. I, it doesn't seem like it really bothers him that much that they think that, though. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But... <laughs> I also think a lot of this is them humoring fans. Like, there have been yeah. a couple moments where they're like, come on, guys. But... Like, there was a couple of videos where fans have been like, are you guys dating? And they'll just be like, huh, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like, though, that's like that's partly strategic because yeah. that keeps people interested. Yeah. Right? The mystery of it, for sure. Like, that's why we watch television shows. We yeah. want people to get together. I think the mystery yeah. is an important aspect of that. And the, there's a lot of videos of just One Direction, like, joking about the two of them being in love. That again, I think it's just that they're good friends. Right. There is one piece of evidence that Kelsey and I were talking about the other night that both of us agree is like concrete evidence that they at least hooked up once. Okay. And that is this video of them in, I think it's a hotel bar, mm-hmm. and they're unaware that they're being filmed. Oh, I've heard of this video. But yes. Keep describing it. Louis leans in and it looks like he's really going yeah. in to kiss mm-hmm. Harry. Harry at the very last second, grab Louie by the shoulders and, and turns, turns him, him around, around because mm-hmm. he, they see the cameras and they wave. I have seen this video. And it's yeah. like, um, what was going to happen if you didn't see cameras there? Yeah. So I have seen that video, I which is a very weird video. Do you think maybe they might have hooked up at least once? But they're certainly not together. Yeah. Like, 
Harry's dated other people, which you can say maybe that was a publicity stunt, but Louis has had long-term relationships, and Louis has currently has a long-term girlfriend who he has a baby with. Right. The thing is, the people who believe in Larry Silenson get very into it on the internet and have this crazy conspiracy theory mapped out. And parts of that conspiracy theory are that they believe that all of the relationships that they have, either of them have had with anyone that's not the other each, one of them. Yeah, each other. Is a fake publicity stunt, including... Um, it's really hard to fake a baby. Yeah, including <laughs> Louis' long-term girlfriend, um, Eleanor, I forget her last name, Calder. They, everyone believed that that was fake. He does have a, a baby with his current girlfriend, Brianna, but... Conspiracy theorists believe that the baby is fake. Like, it's not even a real baby? Yeah, there are some pictures (laughs) where they're like, that's a doll. There have been a lot of people analyzing pictures with said baby that they've posted on Instagram, trying to prove that Louis is not really the baby's biological father. Oh, my God. some people have called for paternity tests. Which it's not your business. Like that's nuts. That's that's pretty far. That's taking things far. I would say. <laughs> it is. That was called hashtag Babygate. People didn't believe it was fake. People were like, that's not true. There's this one picture that is really just the baby's feet, and people are like, that's a doll. But I'm looking at the picture right now, and that could be a baby's foot. Like I. <laughs> And, like, I love that the response to this is someone, like, then shared another picture of the baby and was like, this picture makes it look like it's a normal baby. It's a normal baby. Okay, so <laughs> there are other things that could be totally unrelated, but Larry fans just completely are like, this is evidence. Okay. And <laughs> one of the things is that um, there are two stuffed rainbow bears. Oh, my God. <laughs> um... And their names are... One of them is like Rainbow Bondage Bear. What? (laughs) I hate that. That's messed up. I'll say it. It's messed up. (laughs) Bear, by the way, is also the name of Liam's son. So like that... Anyway. Anyway, basically, these are two stuffed rainbow bears that probably belong to members of the One Direction band or like someone in the crew that went on tour with them. And these bears were brought on tour with them. And someone jokingly made an Instagram for these bears. And because their names are like, one of them is like rainbow, has been deemed rainbow bondage bear. And the other is like, and the fact that they're rainbow, people Mm -hmm. are like, this is proof that someone's gay. Yes. (laughs) That someone's, this is proof. This is Larry discreetly showing their pride in being gay for each other. Like, Mm -hmm by having these little rainbow bears that they bring with them. Right. Which again is not But it's not even theirs. It's just somebody who No, but like they put them those bears. Yes, and they okay. were on the tour bus, I think in a window maybe. Okay. And pictures have been taken of them. <laughs> Larry knows gay people, therefore they are gay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um again, they're they're just very close friends. They talk very much about how they got along very well very quickly when they were on the X Factor together. There was this one series of videos where 
the members of One Direction are sitting in a stairwell mm-hmm. during their time on the X Factor and they're just like doing random bits and goofing around. And, yeah. And in a lot of those videos, Harry and Louie have just become very good friends. There's a lot of moments of them just like staring into each other's eyes for a very long time. I do that to you every and, day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting our own conspiracy theory. Yeah. It's called Jarab. Bed Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> or Sane Bertlewell. Oh. <laughs> okay, a couple of things to remember. Because again, this is a huge like subsection of the internet. Like pe- there, I'm sure there's a subreddit for it. Oh, probably. There's so many Tumblr pages, like yes. a lot of fanfiction has been written about it. Um I can't imagine writing fanfiction about real people. Yeah, like, and imagine being a person and, like, fan fiction has been written about you. That's dope. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know I had a dream, but now I do. (laughs) So here's a couple um, important terms to remember. Okay. Well, I'd be quick. When discussing um, Larry. Because, again, this is such a large section of the internet that there are terms. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> there is such a thing called a shipping forecast. A shipping forecast, like weather forecast, but shipping. Mm-hmm. We all know what shipping is, right? Yeah, it's uh, like it's when you mail things. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> no, it's it's when. <laughs> Okay, shipping. <laughs> shipping um, it can be a noun and a verb. Um, a ship is a couple that you think should be together or you think is already together. Or you just enjoy that they are together. Yeah. Or, <laughs> and to ship somebody is like the desire. To want them to be together, yeah. yeah. Um, so a shipping broadcast is a code phrase that Larry's, Larry's is a term, although it's just people who believe the Larry silence and conspiracy yeah. theory. Shipping forecast is a code phrase that Larry's sometimes use when speaking about Larry, say on Facebook or in public. And I think that's like, just to analyze them. Like, well, my shipping forecast is, this is what just happened in that video. Dark Larry. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a skin on Fortnite. (laughs) Are people who ship the pairing really, really hard. AKA people who dedicate their lives to Larry. People dedicate their lives to this? Or like at least spend all of their free time. Or like, I wonder if anyone's like career is like selling Larry fan fiction. I wouldn't be surprised in this culture we live in. We know people that have been paid to write fan fiction. (laughs) We do. So it exists. Um, RBB is the uh, shorthand for the aforementioned rainbow bondage bear. (laughs) (laughs) A-I-M-H um, stands for always in my heart. And that is a reference to one time where Louis Stylinson, Louis Stylinson, Louis Tomlinson tweeted always in my heart and then tagged Harry Styles. Okay. Which right. is a big moment for Louis. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, this is our shining like moment. like how like on Tumblr people will tag stuff. O- OTP means one true pair. Um, yeah. We'll tag stuff like OTP and then a quote from yeah. like that couple. This is an important detail that has just been brought to my attention. Okay, the always in my heart tweet. Mm-hmm. Louis tweeted that the day before he was first seen with his long-term girlfriend, Eleanor Calder. So what? It, what? <laughs> it really makes it look like his management company was like, oh no, oh no, here's a girl. Like they're in love. Look, 
girlfriend. No, see, I take that as like Harry and I are no longer together, but he is always in my heart because this is my girlfriend. Oh, I took that as like he tweeted always in my heart and his management company was like, fuck, we gotta give him a girlfriend. Here, <laughs> go out with this girl. <laughs> Well, that worked out well if that's what they did. <laughs> when management randomly finds the love of your life. <laughs> no, that's not the one who he is the mother of his baby. Oh, really? That's, um, I thought, that's what you said earlier. No, that's his long-term girlfriend, but his the mother of his baby is Brianna something. Brianna Jungworth. Okay. Well. That's a horrible last name. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> Mary Louie, please. <laughs> and then I've never heard of this, but it's probably... I don't think it comes from this, but mm-hmm. a manips, um, like, mm-hmm. is as in manipulation. Okay. And it's um, the art of photoshopping the boys next to each other in bed, kissing each other, etc. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that, I'm sure, is not a thing that we're was really invented fi- for no, Larry. No, no. But we're getting really into fan fiction. Yeah, it here. really is. It really is. Oh, I will say that a lot of people overanalyze their tattoos, because both of them have a lot of tattoos. Yeah. Uh, and one oh, of I saw the recent Rolling Stone article. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Harry has this one set of tattoos that's two birds mm-hmm. on either side of his chest. Okay. And they're facing each other. Okay. And one of them is slightly larger than the other one. Oh my god. And one of them has a particular eyebrow arch. Okay. People, Larry Shippers have used this as a nail in the coffin. This is evidence of their love. Because people believe that those two birds represent the two of them. Oh, my God. Because one of them is a little bit taller than the other, and Harry has, like, an eyebrow arch. Do you think... I know... The only thing I really know about Larry before this was that everyone thinks the song 18 is about... Is, like, a Larry song. I loved you since we were 18. Yeah, I I can see that. I love that song a lot. They got... They just got along so well very early on, and they... They lived together briefly. (laughs) Like, they... I think if they weren't in significant relationships with significant others, they probably would. And also, if they weren't constantly traveling, they probably would still be living together. But they just like fangirls be like, you're not allowed to have a best friend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you only have a love interest. I don't know. Like, part of it, I'm like, this is intrusive. But on the other hand, I'm like, I see it. <laughs> there is this video on YouTube, and I watched it beforehand, and I thought it was going to be more concrete, but it was not. But it is referred to as the Larry Stylinson Bible. Oh. And it's supposed to be, like, all of the evidence. And again, it's just one of those videos where, like, looks are slowed down. Yeah. And there's even a couple things that I know were faked. Because there's one point where a voice says something along the lines of, like, our manager won't let us say we're gay. But it's an American man's voice and neither of them are American. Yeah. So I was like, that's not either of their voices. Yeah. Both of them um, are, don't work with their management company anymore also, so I think they would say. If, right. But also, you know, Louis in this relationship and has a baby and a family, so I can see, like, if they were in love, he wouldn't come out and be like, we were in love. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's more of a private thing. Yeah. So that's really a majority of what it is. So is that video the reason that people are like, oh, their management company will let them say it? Or are there other things with the management company that make people think, oh, they can't come out because of the management company? Well, there have been a couple 
things that we've learned about their management company that has shown that they were kind of strict with them. Okay. Like Zane has said that he was not allowed to grow a beard in the time that he was in the band because okay. this management company told him that like facial hair would be bad for their image. Yeah. Oh, that was another piece of evidence is in one's One Direction song, Harry sings about having a beard and people were like, ah, any women he date is the aforementioned beard, beard because he does not have facial hair. But again, the lyric it's like it's like stroking. One Direction has weird lyrics. Yeah, it's like, like stroking it's, my beard or something, and it's like you're not going to be like petting yeah. that. Like, yeah, that's weird. So I don't use that as evidence, but <laughs> and there's a lot of moments where like in interviews, One Direction members like jokingly or like, haha, you're gay, or like, haha, you're dating. Yeah. They have never been like, you're gay. Like, that's, right, they right, wouldn't right, bully right. in that yeah. childish yeah. way. But like, there's one video where a fan asks them in a moment, like, they yell at them, like, when's the last time you kissed a girl? And then Liam like nudges Harry and goes, when's the last time you liked it? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> Liam. <laughs> Which I could also take as maybe he was dating a girl and she was a bad kisser or yeah. something. Like, <laughs> yeah, that could just be two friends being mean to each other. Like, And there's a couple of really sweet tweets. Like, I'm looking at this thread right now. We're talking about how much he loves Harry Styles. Amazing. Thank you. Beautiful. Web, like, all these things. But then... Someone tweets at him and he responds, how's this? Larry is the biggest load of BS I've ever heard. I'm happy. Why can't you accept that? Like, I Mm. think he takes issue with a lot of the people who have said that, like, his love for his girlfriend and then now his current girlfriend is fake. And he's like, can't you just let me enjoy my personal life? Right. I understand that. So, I don't know. I'm I'm of two minds here because, like, on one hand, I think it's so fun and it's cute and I just, like... Definitely think they at least hooked up once. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like, would love to believe that yeah. these people that I'm huge fans of... Right. ...have this added thing that I'm supportive of incorporated into their yes. image. But at the same time, I'm like, it's their lives and their business. Yeah, and I am very sympathetic to the fact that I can't imagine how frustrating it must be to be in a long-term relationship with someone, to love that person, to have a baby with yes. that person, and then to have, like hundreds of thousands at this point people tell you that your love is fake yeah if it is fake or if it is like not if it's not real that would be intensely frustrating yeah that would be hugely frustrating i totally get that and they seem very but although a lot of larry's see them being like see them tweeting about how it's not true or how they're upset by it and they just see that as uh the, like that's their management company tweeting on their behalf or telling okay. them to tweet that or like right. it's them covering up their true feelings right which whether or not it is clearly they just want privacy in this matter yeah <laughs> because again both neither of them are with that management company anymore so if they wanted to come out about it I feel like they would have yeah yeah that is really weird Anyway, so that's really all I have on Wow, Larry Styles and it's detailed. Like you could watch there are so many videos with yeah. a lot of views. Yeah. Like millions of views. Okay. I've known about this since high school. Like it's Yeah, I, I vaguely knew it. I didn't become a One Direction fan until I started living with you, so it's a more recent <laughs> thing for me. Um, but I do remember in high school people being into it. And when I was on Tumblr, I was never in those circles, but it yeah. definitely kind of seeped in. Oh, me and my friend in high school who the two of us like 
Mm-hmm. I didn't actually know that many people that liked them while I was in high school. It was just me and my one friend who were really into them. And everyone mm-hmm. else was like, oh my god, you guys are like those kind of girls that like boy bands. But we were obsessed with them together. And also we would watch those videos of them on the stairs during mm-hmm. X Factor and be like, look at them, they're in love. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so right. I know what it right. is do, to be a Larry Yeah, Shepard. yeah. I do feel bad for all the shade I threw One Direction because I think now upon reflection, I think so much of the media that is geared towards teenage girls is written off as dumb because we want to devalue what teenage girls like. Yes. That's how I feel about Taylor Swift. I know so many people who are like, Taylor Swift sucks. I'm like, no, Taylor Swift panders to teenage girls. So you consider her like dumb mm. when actually like I do think she is very musically talented and yeah. a wonderful lyricist. Like some of her lyrics are so poetic. And if you haven't go listen to Lover. Go listen to Lover. It's absolutely phenomenal. I loved it so much. I <laughs> cried the first time I listened to it. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, but it, I definitely see that this like, well, teenage girls like it and therefore it's dumb and stupid. Where I think it's time for us to acknowledge that Larry is out there in the world and <laughs> millions of people are watching videos about it. I don't think, I think this is past something that's like being dumb. Like, I think this is culture. Like, we have to accept that this is part of culture. That there are millions of people out there will, willing to spend hours on other people's relationships in a way that I think is really recent in yeah. society. It's fun. It's cute. It's fun and it's cute. And it's like kind of fun to me how like the littlest like thing. Like they'll look at each mm-hmm. other and it's like gasoline in a fire for shippers. Like there it is. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Evidence. It's crazy. And I remember being like that. Like I, I remember the littlest thing. I remember when the Harry Potter movies were coming out. I was a huge Ron Hermione fan. Like, uh, uh, I loved them so intensely. Um, and all of my favorite like ships when I was in high school were normally like ships that were people that were best friends and mm-hmm. I really wanted them to be together. And I remember like reading Harry Potter and it would be like the littlest things in Harry Potter and then the movies, the littlest things in the movies, I would be like, ah, oh! like it would just like hit me in the gut and hit me in the heart. So I understand why people get so fixated and so attached. I think it's a way to dissociate from everything that's going on in your life. Yeah. Because now you can be like, okay, I'm done worrying about me. Let's worry about other people's relationships. It is a way of escape, definitely. For sure. For sure. Did you see the sweet thing that Harry said in a recent interview? No. What did he say? He said um, he was being asked about having a female-based fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I did read this. Yeah. I did read Our yeah, friend showed this on it. Facebook. I'm yeah. not even sure what this interview was from. It's from Rolling Stone. It's Rolling Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was from his... Oh, my God. Those photos. Wow. Uh, he said... Uh, the. Um, they said he's always had a fervent female fandom, and admirably, he's never felt the need to pretend he doesn't love it that way. And then Larry says, <laughs> and, <laughs> who am I kidding? Larry said it. <laughs> Harry says, they're the most honest, especially if you're talking about teenage girls, but older as well. He says, they have that bullshit detector. You want honest people as your audience. We're so past that dumb, outdated narrative of, Oh, those people are girls. They don't know what they're talking about. They're the ones who know what they're talking about. They're the people who listen obsessively. They fucking own that shit. They're running it. Yeah. And I remember reading this and being like, is this a Larry confirmation? Because <laughs> he literally was like, oh, girls know everything. And I'm like, that is Larry real? <laughs> are you saying that we know? <laughs> because we know everything. We know everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I loved that. I loved that quote. I thought that was... Uh, Harry Styles is a feminist and we love him. 
Oh, we do. We truly do. We really do. We're big fans. Big, big fans. Even um, if he wears, like... Louis, I hope he's doing okay. Sofas as suits. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of his suits, like, the fabric is, like, that was Upholstery, a Upholstery, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I love that for him. I hope... Do we know if Louis Tomlinson's okay? He's ha- Is he the one that's had, like, a rough... Louis, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. I hope he's... Sweet a, boy. I hope he's doing okay. His, like, his mom died, and then his sister recently yeah. died. So sad. I hope he's okay. Um, pour one out for Louis Tomlinson. <laughs> okay, I have, as I, I tend to, I have two Reddit sections. Great, love that. One of which is very short, but I just thought it was humorous. Cool. And that is the question. It's good that we're starting with so much humor because my section's going to be a downer. I'm gonna tell you oh, that. is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was just, oh, I liked this. Someone just put, what the hell do I do with my arm when I'm the big spoon? <laughs> And then it like de- like turns into this fight between people on Reddit being like, duh, put your arm under the pillow. And they're like, what pillow? And it's like the one under your head. And they're like, no, but then my elbow's in their face. Like, no, you put, you put your arm. <laughs> but like, you I'm put also want to know. Not I that feel I'm, like the only way I can demonstrate is I get up and I spoon you. Oh, like, do it. <laughs> the, like, your one arm goes around the waist and the other arm goes in between the person's head and neck through their shoulder and then onto the But pillow. then you're on their arm while you're... Yeah, you're... That no, doesn't sound comfortable to no, me. No, because it's under their pillow. Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, but sometimes I don't always put my full head on the pillow like that. Like, no, so it's like your head's not all the way on the pillow, but then it's like you're really the pillow for you is their arm, and then their See, arm I don't like the that. Pillow. Oh no, it's very comfortable. I don't find people comfortable. I'm it's, being honest. <laughs> I don't think I find it comfortable with someone that I'm not romantically interested in. <laughs> you and I once had to share a very small <laughs> swim bed, and that was one point of the night where I was like. I feel like we'd both be more comfortable if I spooned her right now. <laughs> Just because it would make it like a little more like we're cuddling and I'd have a, be a little farther yeah. from the edge. This is like TMI, but I got a massage when I was on vacation. The first <gasps> massage I ever got. And I've never spent so much time platonically naked with somebody. <laughs> it was like... Yeah, so that was the first one. Great. Because <laughs> I also don't really know and I don't want to lie on someone else's arm. It's not an issue for me because I'm sink. <laughs> I'll spoon you tonight. I'll show you how it works. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> now, this one, I think, is a relevant question because okay. of what's going on in the world right now. Oh, boy. There's so much But happening. also, just the phrasing of it made me giggle. Okay, so the question is, what happens to sea life during a hurricane? Oh. But then the explanatory sentence to this question is, is it just business as usual? <laughs> or does a dolphin come up for air and get shot 10 miles in a random direction? <laughs> this is how Sharknado started, literally. In comments. <laughs> so what they're really asking is, is Sharknado possible? They just didn't want to ask it. <laughs> ask the real question, you cowards. <laughs> With Hurricane Dorian, yeah. like, happening right now, I, I yeah. see it as being a question that someone was watching. Oh, my gosh. Is, Shark is there an answer? Possible? There is. There is. Okay, so this is cool. If the hurricane is far out at sea, then sea life will be able to sense it coming oh. and swim into deeper waters or away to calmer waters. Oh, like they'll, that's nice. They know. They'll be like, oh, the water's getting rougher. Let's swim away. 
Which, I don't know why humans don't have that instinct. Whenever yeah, humans really. are like, let's ride it out. <laughs> <laughs> the dolphins know. The dolphins know. No, don't ride it out. But it's a different story near shore. Changes in water temperature and salinity can be catastrophic. Mm. Hurricanes can generate massive waves, which mix warm surface water with colder, saltier water below, Mm -hmm. generating currents that extend up to 91 meters below the surface. And these currents are so strong that they can sweep manatees inland to canals and ponds (gasps) or away from coastal waters that they prefer and out into the open ocean, where they can become disoriented and even die. Oh, no! Hurricanes can also bring heavy rain, so fresh water often floods coastal regions, and fresh water is less dense than salt water, so it, it sits yes. on top of seawater yeah. like oil and vinegar, where it can prevent oxygen from reaching the salty layer below and disrupt salinity levels, which can lead to sores, lesions, and ultimately mm-hmm. death in whales, dolphins, and porpoises. Oh, that's so sad. <sighs> I've That's really sad. Hurricanes also kick up dirt and sand in shallow seas, which can kill fish by clogging their gills. Experts think this is probably one of the factors that killed an estimate 9.4 million saltwater fish in 1992 during Hurricane Andrew. I'm sure you're sitting there being like, yeah, who cares about fish? Because you don't (laughs) like fish, but that makes me sad. I hate eating fish and like, I hate, I don't even hate eating fish. I just hate looking at fish. That doesn't mean I want them to die. (laughs) In fact, I hate dead fish more than I hate live fish almost. Okay. Have you seen that video recently that was like going around Facebook that was like, there was a river that people had put a dam in. And the dam had stopped the fish from being able to migrate where they, like, needed to. It was salmon, right? Yeah, probably. And so (laughs) these inventors came up with this machine that would, like, suck the salmon out of the water. Oh, the fish tube? Yep. And shoot them through this giant tube (laughs) so that they could go to where they needed to go to. I saw a lot of memes about the fish tube. Yeah, like, imagine your life where humans have messed up your natural habitat so badly that their method of saving you was shooting you through a giant silly straw. (laughs) I'm trying to imagine in what situations humans could get themselves in that we would have to get in a tube. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. If we, it always starts with what we do to the animals, and then we're like, we can do this to ourselves. Beat me up, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go from New York to Boston? Get in the tube. <laughs> the tube's already the name of the subway in London. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I have seen a lot of memes about the fish tube that were very funny. <laughs> we're helping you. Oh. <laughs> I think the salmon's probably like, you know what? I don't want your help. You know what? I'll just die here. It's fine. <laughs> I'll ride it out. All right. <laughs> well, all of the videos, they didn't show actual footage of any fish in the water being sucked. They just showed people picking up a fish and putting it in the tube. But I imagine... They have to go get the fish from yeah. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> How did we mess up this bad? fault is this i was also thinking about worms as bait the other day like when are fish naturally eating worms that they see one on a hook and go "Mm, lunch like i don't know that's true that's true i've never thought about that maybe it's just the way it moves i don't know i don't know and why do they need to be alive i guess they're not decomposed when you go to use them as bait 
but yeah, I think they're live because they they'll move and then it'll attract the fish. Like fish are attracted to that sort of movement. But I don't know why. But then are we torturing them by like stabbing them through a hook, or do we I, tie them around the hook? No, we, st- we stab. I think we stab them. I know nothing about fishing. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's evident. I know nothing about fishing. Can you imagine? No, that'd be so weird and gross if you like did a little bow with the word. <laughs> I think they did that in an episode of SpongeBob, and that's why you're thinking of it. But I don't. I don't think that's how fishing works. No, I don't know why. I don't know why we. Because a lot of people don't use worms. They use like the little. Um, like feathers or something yeah. like that. Something bright. I fished colored. a little bit when I was younger. Clearly, but not no one like taught me. It was just me being like, "Here's a fishing kit. I'm gonna stand on my." Yeah, dock. I did it a couple times and I hated it. <laughs> and I ne- we I always set the fish free. I feel like I did too. But I only ever. I think I only ever caught one, and it was which really is cool. also like and a I funny thing to think about your fish and sometimes you just get caught for a bit and then thrown back. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just part of life. That's like us going to work, though. Like sometimes <laughs> you get a job, but you get you get it for a little bit, and then you just go back, like <laughs> you just quit. You just move. Oh, you get a hole in your mouth, but it's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> it's cavity. They have fish dentists. I can't imagine what fish think and feel about that. Probably terrified. We don't know. How, we don't know what they think. If they think, if they're sentient, I hate them. I hate, <laughs> I hate, I hate them so much. I was telling Jane, um, I had a hard time eating in Sicily because every, like, they just love seafood there. And so, and it wasn't even like, oh, like, they serve, like, a filet of fish. It was like, you walk into a restaurant and there would be the tank and you'd walk up Mm. and you'd be like, that's the fish I want, which is messed up. (laughs) That's the one I want to kill and eat. So many restaurants, it would be like, they would come out and they would, like, have a big platter of fish and they'd stab it with a fork and they'd hold it up and be like, this is our sea bass. (laughs) (laughs) You can have this, and then they'd put it down, and then they'd pick up a lobster and be like, "Are you gonna have this lobster?" <laughs> and I was be like, like... <laughs> "No, he wasn't alive. He was dead." Oh. But it still was like weird for me, and I hated it. I just hate them so much. Um, <laughs> we we've devolved into how much I hate fish. But um, thank you for that lovely those two lovely questions. You're welcome. Um, all right, so now onto something that's not fun. <laughs> It's 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 informative. I wanted to give you a true crime thing, but I also don't know anything oh, I, about this, so I love it true could crime. be depressing. I love true crime. It was depressing. Um, I love true crime, so I'm excited to talk about true crime. Big, big true crime fan, um, but we didn't want this to be a true crime podcast because there are enough of those. But I actually haven't heard any podcasts talk about this, so I'm excited. Um, so Jane asked me because I wanted her to ask me about the <laughs> case of Timothy Pitson which is a missing persons case, um, which I had put, we have a note that we share that has all like potential topics on it. And I put this on there a very, very long time ago, like early, I'd say like a week or two into the podcast. It was once one of the first things on the list. And I totally forgot why I put it on there, but I knew there was a reason. Um, so going back into it, I, I realized what the reason was. Um, and I'm excited to get to that part of the story. Um, so now on a more serious note, after that, some a lot of fun we've had at the beginning here. Um, we are going to talk about Timothy Pitson. Now, I would like to, first of all, plug some trigger warnings for suicide and mm-hmm. for, you know, missing children. There's no violence against children, but it is about a missing, this case is about a missing child. Okay. Um, and there is talk of suicide, so this is your trigger warning. So keep in mind that this is an ongoing investigation. Um, and anyone with information is asked to call the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children at 1-800-THE-LOST, 
or 1-800-843-5678 or the Aurora Police at 630-256-5500 if you happen to have any information about this, which if you have information about this and you're a person I know, like call the police, but then come talk to me because I want to know more about how you know what you know. Within 30 seconds of me Googling this, I knew this was going to be wild. So buckle up. Timothy Pitson was born on October 14, 2004 in Aurora, Illinois to parents James Pitson and Amy Fry Pitson. Um, Timothy is described as extroverted and energetic in the, all the police reports and a happy, playful child. In 2011, Amy and her husband Jim were going through a rough patch um, and Jim would later tell People Magazine that he had no clue what was coming. It's important. On the morning of May 11, 2011, six-year-old Timothy was dropped off at his kindergarten classroom at Greenman Elementary School in Aurora, Illinois, by his father, James, or Jim, I'll use them interchangeably, um, around 7.45. Around 8.15 a.m., his mother arrived at the school and said there was a family emergency, so um, she needed to take Timothy out for the day. This was a lie. There was no family emergency. Um, she, I already have questions. Okay, sorry, yeah. go on. She then dropped off her car at a vehicle repair shop around 10 a.m. And an employee of the shop took Timothy and her to the Brookfield Zoo in the town. They returned to the vehicle repair shop around 3 p.m. And then drove to Key Lime Cove Resort in Gurney, Illinois, which is about an hour away from Aurora, and spent the night there. Key Lime Cove is a resort and water park, a lot like Great Wolf Lodge. Um, if you know what Great Wolf Lodge is. I was going to say, I don't. Oh, it's, it's just like a, it's like a cabin type resort and there's an indoor water park mm. and there's like fun stuff to do. It's like just a, ho- it's just like a fun hotel. Okay. Um, this one's in Illinois. They stayed one night and then left the next morning for the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin, Dells, Wisconsin. Do you know what that is? Kalahari is the biggest water park in America. Oh. Um, and it's like, it's also a part of a hotel. Mm-hmm. So they left Key Lime Cove Resort, and then drove to Cal- to Kalahari. Real Wisconsin. water park adventure. Um, the two spent all of May 12th at the resort, and then were seen on security footage checking out of Kalahari on May 13th at 10 a.m. And the footage of the two of them checking out at that hotel is the last recording that exists of Timothy. Between noon and 1.30 p.m. on May 13th, Amy, his mother, called several members of her, of her family, but not her husband, and reported that the two of them were safe. Amy told her mother that they would return in a day or two, and she just needed some space. Um, she also called her brother-in-law, Jim's brother, and in his later reports, she sa- he said that she said to him, Timothy belongs to me, <gasps> when she called him. However, on this day, within these calls, she did not call her husband, James or Jim, um, and he had been attempting to locate them since May 11th, two days before, when he had arrived to pick up Timothy from kindergarten and discovered that he was not there and discovered that his mother had taken him out, which she had no idea she was going to do. Um, Were the two of them having marital problems? Yes, they were having marital problems when this happened. He reported the two of them missing after he could not contact them on Mm -hmm. May 12th, the next day. So by the time they left Kalahari, they had been reported missing by the time they started making these calls. In these calls to her family members, Timothy could be heard in the background asking for food and saying he was hungry. So he was heard at 1.30 p.m. through his mother's phone. 7.45 p.m. on May 13th, Amy was spotted alone at a family dollar near Winnebago where she purchased a pen, paper, and envelopes. And then at 8 p.m., she was spotted alone at a Sullivan's food store. Um, I don't know what she bought, but she was there alone at 7.45 that night. 
Call made at 1.30. Timothy was in the background. 7.45, she was alone. Maybe he was waiting in the car. He was not spotted. He was not in the car. There's footage of her in the parking lot of the car. Oh. He is not there. 11.45 p.m., she checked into the Rockford Inn alone, and sometime that night or the next morning, she took a bottle of antihistamines and slit her wrist and throat, and her <gasps> body was found the next day, May 14th, at 12.30 p.m., alone in the hotel room. <gasps> Amy's suicide note detailed how sorry she was for the mess she created, but in regards to Timothy's location, she only said that he was safe and with people who would take care of him, and she wrote, you will never find him. <gasps> yeah. Jim and Amy had also made an identification card for Timothy with his name, picture, and fingerprint on it so the police could identify him were he ever lost mm-hmm. or needed he needed to be identified. And that ID card was found in the hotel room with Amy. Jeez. Jim said that Amy had previously survived a suicide attempt and had been taking medication for depression. Mm-hmm. He said that the couple had been arguing before Timothy's disappearance because Amy took a cruise with a friend for her birthday, leaving Jim behind. So apparently there was like some fights about how she was like not spending her birthday with her family. But all of this felt like normal marital problems yeah. and anything significant. Um, Jimmy said that Amy, who had been divorced three times before, Ooh. had mentioned splitting up to him. Years after her death, friends and family speculated in a CNN special that Amy's behavior was based in the fear that her history of mental illness might prevent her from getting custody, custody of Timothy mm. should she and Jim divorce. That's what they think. There are indications that Timothy's disappearance was planned. Um, Amy's cell phone, which I'll talk about in a little bit, showed one of her last calls pinged off of a cell phone tower near Sterling, Illinois, um, which is like near where the hotel was. Mm -hmm. And like a significant distance from Aurora. Like she wouldn't just go there or whatever. Um, Using toll records, police found that Amy had made two trips to that area months earlier. Um, Jim also wondered why Timothy hadn't tried to reach out for help since the two of them had taught Timothy how to dial 911 should he ever need help. Jim says to this day, he worries about what Timothy, what Amy told Timothy in those last Mm. days. Like, about his father and like what was happening because like Timothy has never yeah. no one has ever called um he and he never called 911 so something shows that like Timothy wasn't alarmed um when they found Amy her cell phone her interstate pass and her car um and Timothy's Spider-Man backpack and toys were all missing from the <gasps> SUV so none of his stuff was in the SUV anymore the blood found in the hotel room only matched Amy. There was no DNA traces of Timothy, but they did find some of Timothy's blood in the car. <gasps> However, family members and investigators have come to believe that that blood was from a nosebleed, a really mm. bad nosebleed Timothy had suffered earlier in the month that was never cleaned. So as I said before, Amy's cell phone was missing, and then in 2013, a woman turned it in. The woman had found it on the side of the road in Illinois and thought nothing of it. She was like, oh, somebody lost their phone, but she just held on to it, like, just in case and never turned it on it just sat there and Mm -hmm. then um she decided to give it to her brother after two years because her brother's phone was broken so she was like oh Oh. i I have this phone i found on the side of the road here and they turned it on for the first time and her brother's friend recognized (gasps) like i guess the background photo was of timothy or something like that like the background photo was a recognizable thing um and he like went into the contacts and saw that it was like 
Jim, like all these names that have been on the media. And he yeah. was like, oh my God, this is Amy Fry Pitson's phone. And then they turned it into the police. Isn't that crazy? That seems suspicious to me. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. They just like how the did she find team, it on the side of the road? She saw it from her car, or she was like walking or something. They didn't uh, say it was on the. It wasn't like the side of an interstate or anything uh, like that. She just found it and was like and picked it up. I don't know why she I chose was like not sweet to turn free phone. I guess maybe it was like an older phone. So she was like, it's not worth anything. Like mm. I can't. I don't know. I don't know why she would do that. It was very weird. Maybe it was on her property. Maybe. Like, at the edge of her... Like, whoever they threw it out, it was at, like, the end of her driveway. Like, if I found a cell phone at the end of my driveway, I probably would just be like, all right, and take it and not do anything with it, depending on what kind of phone it was. But would you turn it on and, like, see? I don't know. Yeah, I also don't know. Maybe, I guess, maybe, maybe it was, like, an Android and she didn't have <laughs> so she charge it. <laughs> and it was dead. <laughs> Making up a lot of lore about this cell phone. Um, Anyway, it was turned in, and it turned out that nothing significant really came from it. Like they Mm. thought they for a long time, the police were like, "When we get the cell phone, we'll make a we'll make a break in the case," and that that didn't really because there'll be texts of like right her telling someone she was coming to give him Timothy. Right, they thought that there would be like mysterious texts or something. There was there was nothing like that. So since 2011, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children has consistently released age progression photos of Timothy. Mm. They did one for when he was nine, one for 11, and one for 13. Um, in 2015, a Florida a Florida caller said there was a boy in her neighborhood who looked a lot like the age prog- progressed image of Timothy. And the caller said that this family had moved into their house shortly after Timothy went missing and they had a Midwestern license plate. The boy was homeschooled so he didn't go out a lot which she thought at the time was suspicious or they. I don't know who the caller was. Um, But they did investigate and it turned out not to be Timothy. So that was like a Mm -hmm. scare that happened. Not a scare but a like moment. And then, this is why I wrote it on the list. Here we go. On April 3rd, 2019, this year, oh. um, a woman in Newport, Connecticut was approached by a young boy who told her his name is Timothy Pitson. <gasps> he said, I'm Timothy Pitson. I'm 14 years old and I've just escaped from two kidnappers who I've been with for seven years. <gasps> she said that he looked clearly disheveled, very like shy. Like it took her, it took him a while to approach somebody, but he looked like lost and confused. Um, so police from Sharonville, Ohio, were dispatched to the location and they took a report from the woman and the boy. The boy described the two kidnappers as two males, white, bodybuilder type build. Um, One had black curly hair, a Mountain Dew shirt and jeans and has a spider web tattoo on his neck. And the other was short in stature and had a snake tattoo on his arms. Um, The boy said- Those are such book villains. I know. The boy said that they had been driving around in a white Ford SUV with Wisconsin plates and a dent in the back left bumper, which is very specific. Um, And he said he escaped from a red roof inn in Ohio and then ran across the bridge into Kentucky. So they were like just in Kentucky, which is why police from Ohio came over to came to this site. Police dispatched officers to all nearby Red Roof Inns, but nothing was found. Um, a witness to the situation said, quote, he looked like he had been beaten up, punched in the face a couple of times. You could see the fear on him and how nervous he was and how he kept pacing. He just looked odd. So the FBI on April 3rd conducted a DNA test on the boy. And on April 4th, they discovered that he was not Timothy Pitson. The, but who was he? The boy was actually 23-year-old <gasps> Brian Michael Reaney. 
He was recently released from Belmont Correctional Institute in Ohio less than a month prior to this Mm. incident after serving about 14 months on charges of burglary, a third-degree felony, and vandalism out of Medina County, Ohio. So... This twi- I like it blows more than a twenty three year old like past his fourteen year old like must have been so skinny and like very small yeah it like shaved because when you see him with a beard like the his um, mug shot like it, he had facial hair and I was like there's no way but when he's not when he doesn't Rini's brother Jonathan told the police that Brian has a history of pretending to be other people his brother had pretended to be him at one point and like he told this story about how his brother had gotten pulled over and issued a speeding ticket but he gave the police he had his like brother's idea or gave the police his brother's names and then his brother got called into court even though he wasn't the one that like committed the crime and it was this whole thing how he's giving people like fake names um and jonathan the brother has like publicly stated his disgust at his brother's impersonation Mm. and saying like this is terrible thing for him to have done but the brother did tell cnn that brian was diagnosed with autism and bipolar disorder as well which could have contributed but he said he was like my brother should know that he can't do this yeah based off of his diagnosis and just in like his brother being a part of society Brian learned about Timothy's case from an episode of 2020, according to the affidavit. Mm. The affidavit also said that Rini, quote, wanted to get away from his own family. And then when questioned further, um, he stated that he wished he had a father like Timothy's because if he went missing, his father would just keep drinking, which is is Mm. sad. Rini faces charges of making false statements to federal agents and could face up to eight years in prison. And this made me wonder, like, why would someone pretend to be a missing child? Like, what's the what's the benefits in that? Yeah. Um, and there's a CNN article about it. Um, and this Dr. Gail Saltz, who is a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at New York Presbyterian Hospital, said, quote, the man's actions may have been psychotic or deliberate in pursuit of a fantasy of being wanted and taken care of. A young adult may be feeling lost, maybe feeling like he doesn't have anybody or anything, and have a fantasy that he could be wanted, looked for, rescued, and taken care of by family. So that's, like, one reason why someone might do it. Do you know about the, like, famous, like, impersonation case of this man? There's this kid that's been, oh, what's the kid's name? Have you heard of Frederick Bourdon? No. Okay. I'll briefly go over this because there's a lot of parallels to this that I think are really interesting to build in. And if you have interest in this story, like, I highly recommend looking it up. Um, So there's a very famous missing person case. It's the missing... It's the case of Nicholas Barclay, um, who disappeared at age 13 in his family's home in San Antonio, Texas. Um, And it was this, like, really huge missing persons case that really blew up. And then... Nicholas Barclay went missing in 1994, and then in 1997, this man named Frederick Bourdon took on Nicholas Barclay's identity and managed to convince the family that he was him, even though he did not have the right eye color and he had a French mm. accent, which Nicholas was born in Texas. And it's this very famous case about like. Did they talk about this on and that's why we drink? I think so. Probably. Yeah. This is a very that famous case. That sounds familiar. It's a very famous case. Um, but it's, it's really interesting because there's like, okay, well, why would people pretend to be someone when it's so obvious that they're not? Yeah. Like, which is a perfect example of Bourdon. Like, him and Nicholas didn't have the same eye color. And yet, the family still bought in that that was their son. And it's because, like, when you want something so bad, when you want your son to be yeah. back, like, you're willing to buy into it. And I think 
if DNA tests didn't exist, if if there wasn't that sort of proof, like they like the, they might have taken in that person, and like even if there was evidence, like who knows, they could have still been like, no, that's my son because you want yeah. it so bad. There are many famous cases of people like claiming to be somebody, and then they just accept it, even though there are weird coincidences that show that they're not right. That real that exists, like. I don't know. It's like a crazy thing. And like, I know it's kind of like, why would you ever do that? But there are cases where people have gotten away with it. Yeah. Now, I don't think this guy did it for that reason. Like, they were able to prove within 24 hours that he wasn't who he said he was. Yeah. And they did, he did a lot of damage in 24 hours. Um, Timothy's aunt, Kara Jacobs, expressed in the media that the family's heartbreak over this event, like, because Mm. it reopened so many wounds and they had 24 hours of hope that, like, this was it was that they back, had, yeah. that they had found him because he does look like the aged progressed photo mm-hmm. when he, like in the state that he was in it did look like him. Kara Jacobs and Jim Pitson have photo, both yeah. said that they believe Timothy is still alive vehemently. They absolutely believe he's still alive. Mm. Um, Jim reportedly continued to build a treehouse for his son after he <gasps> went missing in the hopes he'd come home to it. Isn't that so sad? That's so sad. He still lives in Illinois, but not in Aurora, um, and he's. Yeah, he's never given up hope that his son is alive. And they, like, still continue the search. Oh! Yeah. That's heartbreaking. I know. Isn't that so sad? (sighs) It's hard. It's so sad. So, again, if you know anything, please share it with the appropriate parties. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, If you want to see the app, I'll post the age progressed photos just in case, you know... You never know. I, like, feel like that's something we should all be doing more is, like, looking at photos of missing people because you yeah. never know who you pass. So it's, like, it's not a weird hobby, but it's, like, oh, I'm just checking the missing person's files. Getting just some in faces I, in my brain. Yeah, getting some faces in my memory just in case I pass someone on the street. I'm just trying to think of, like, what could have happened in the, like, couple of days that I his know. mother had him. I know. I think that's... between noon and seven. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it's clear by the fact that she took him to these, like, water parks and to the zoo that, like, I she's think... She's trying to have one last fun weekend. Right. It wasn't even a weekend. It was the middle of the week. Like, she took him out of school. It was, like, a treat, you know? Like, I think that... I think that shows that this was premeditated. That she, she like, gave to him to somebody or... Yeah, but also that, like, she was going to... She didn't just decide. Because, you know, there's the there's the argument that, like, something happened to him that was an accident, and yeah. she felt bad, and she committed suicide. I don't think that's... But then why would she say in her note... You, he will never find him. Well, like... Oh, unless he... Unless he died, died, right? It's like, oh, you'll never find his body. But Jim has said in many, many interviews, like, I don't think she would ever hurt him. Yeah. Like, if she said, he is, he has said, and her mother has said, like, if she says that he's with people that will take care of him and will love him, I believe her. Because, like, yeah. she never showed any sort of aggression or any sort of anger towards her son, ever. Any resentment. Like, they say, like, everyone says, like, no, he was her entire life. Are there any family members of hers that have not been contacted? I don't, I don't or, think like, so. are estranged from everyone else? No, she's, like, it's, like, it's not family. Like, so that's the thing is people are, like, well, who are these people? Yeah. And she's, like, you will never find him. Is it, like, they, she gave him up for adopt? Like, she found a couple that wanted to adopt a kid? Like, why would Timothy never reach out? I don't know. There's so many questions. I, quite frankly, I 
I kind of believe he died. Hmm. I don't know, because it's like either, either you have to believe, either you have to believe that he's with someone that he loves so much and is so good to him that he doesn't yeah. want to go somewhere else, but he's also six. He's not two. If he was a yeah. two-year-old, he might not remember his, 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 birth his past. Father, yeah, yeah, his birth father and his past, but he was six. That's pretty old Yeah, as far as kids' brain development goes. Um, so either the mother was lying and he's not with someone who's safe and he can't. Like, it is a situation where he has to escape, unfortunately. Yeah. Or, I just can't see a situation where if he was safe and he was with people that loved him, like, what is the motive for being like, we love you, but you can never go back? What's the motive for that? Right? Maybe In they, which he wouldn't try. Maybe they're telling him, like, your daddy really loved you, but he wants you to live here now and he doesn't want you to contact him. Maybe. Or, um... I don't know. I I don't want to spoil the haunting of Hill House, but was there like I could see there being some sort of mania where like she thought he'd be safer if he were dead. So when she says like he's with yeah. people who love him, she means like herself in right. heaven. Like that's kind of how I feel about it too, right? That yeah. that's how I read it for sure. Yeah. I think that's I think that's absolutely a possibility. I understand why the family doesn't want to like wants to hold on to hope that he's yeah. still alive. Absolutely. Because I like it's comforting. Exactly. I was just listening to um this podcast, a true crime podcast about Ed Edwards. Um and they talked about a missing a, a case that was a missing person's case for 6 years and then they found the bodies. But like mm. they said the entire 6 years they were just imagining what they were out there doing, yeah. right? Because I do think that's a I think that's the reality you want to live in. Yeah. That they're out there living their life. But I do, I don't know, there's something so weird about the fact that, like, if this family is safe and cares for him, how do you, how do you have both that and also a situation in which they've convinced this young child that he can't try to call for help when he knows how, right? Yeah. That's what's interesting to me. I hope, I hope Timothy's out there. I hope he's found. I do too. <sighs> yeah and it also sucks because like one day someone could come forward and be like i'm timothy and it'll become this whole like are you type of thing yeah like, that's that's really tough um i think that's everything yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll close it out there Woo! You have a joke <laughs> to lighten the mood um I don't know any jokes. I always hate when people are like, do you got a joke? I'm like, no. I don't know jokes. I don't know good ones. I know like really corny ones. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, what's Mozart's favorite fruit? What? Banana. <laughs> Banana. Yeah, I got it. Thank you. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at YKWIBW Podcast. You can check out our website, I've been wondering.com. If you like what you're hearing, you can donate to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash YKWIBW Podcast. And finally, if you have something that you've been wondering, you can email us at I've been wondering podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to talk about it and answer your questions. Sarah. Yes. You know what I've been wondering about? What? You say it differently every time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I consistently say the title of our show. <laughs> oh, because do I add little You'll sometimes be like, do you know what I've been wondering? You know what I've been wondering about? You know what I'm thinking about? And I'm like, that's not the title of the show. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It's okay. You know what I've been wondering? What have you been wondering? Well, no one really knows the answer to this, but... <laughs> <laughs> Who is 
Banksy? Like when? How do we tell you about Banksy? Tell me about Banksy. Okay, that's fine. Because like I don't quite understand how we know it's all the same person. So okay. more than one person. That's fair. I just went to, I was in this like really random small town in Sicily and there was a Banksy exhibit. And I was like, <gasps> of all the places to put a Banksy exhibit, like, why would you do here? It was an odd choice, I have to say. Um, but it was cool. So I'm happy to tell you about it because I just learned some stuff there. Um, yeah, I'm I'm interested. I'm into Banksy. I think. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we're all into Banksy, but we don't really realize why. So yeah, I'm happy to tell you all about Banksy. My favorite bit on the Mindy Project was there's this like old woman character who mm-hmm. like, is the um who's that character in the office? She's Kelly? the she's like basically the female version of Creed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like that type of character. And there's this like one moment where someone men- mentions like Spanx or mm-hmm. something that kind of sounds like the word Banksy, and then she like yells from the other room like Banksy, I'm not Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you that? <laughs> like, she's really been caught. Funny. That's really funny. <laughs> I just think of the part in Ocean's Eleven where they like are testing the um. Uh, no, it's not, it's not Ocean's Eleven. That's garbage. Ocean's Eight, a masterpiece, <laughs> um, where they're testing the security at the Met, and, um, she, like, she slips the painting, and everyone's like, Banksy hit the Met, when really it's, um, Kate Blanchett. Um, <laughs> or is it Sarah Paulson? It's Sarah Paulson. Kate Blanchett. Um, Sarah Paulson. Love her. Okay, cool. I'm happy to do that. Jane, you know what I've been wondering? What have you been wondering, Sarah? I want to know all about twin telepathy. Woo! Is it real? What's the evidence? Like, how does that work scientifically? If it works scientifically at all, I've dreamed about having a twin since before <laughs> Twitches came out. But Twitches really escalated the game <laughs> for me. Really, really heightened the game for me. So I want to know. I want to know more about that. Cool. Cool. All right. Thank you so much for listening. This is you know what I've been wondering. <laughs> <laughs>